Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, that's what it sounded like on CBS, Jim Nance and Tony Romo with the final call there with the uh, the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers in Super Bowl 58. And joining us now to talk some football is Matthew Collard, the Purple Insider himself. Uh, Matthew, what did you make of the game on Sunday, man? Well, I thought that uh, the lead-up to the game was boring and the conversations after have been boring. But the actual... 60 minutes of National Football League football was tremendous. Uh, I mean, just two teams throwing haymakers at each other, greatness all over the field, twists and turns to that game. Both quarterbacks, I thought, really played their butts off. I mean, just, you know, it comes down to overtime in the Super Bowl. What more could you dream of from a football game, uh, especially the second half? The first half, you know, is a little bit boring. As I was just about to say, but, I, I was not but, impressed in the first half. No, that's true, but you know that's happened a lot of times. Yep. You go back to like some of those, uh, even those Patriots Super Bowls. Like it's not always fireworks, um, but still, you know, second half. Uh, I don't know if it's like the best Super Bowl of all time, but uh, definitely made it one of the most compelling down the stretch. And of course, you, you know, you have Mahomes and trying to slay the dragon and all that stuff. So 
I thought that the actual football game had a lot of moments that we're going to talk about for a really long time, but I just am not compelled to compare Mahomes to Brady, kind of boring to me, like, oh, who's the GOAT? I don't know. And uh, as far as, like, could they have kicked it or not kicked it? Well, you're playing against Patrick Mahomes. You probably would have lost either way. Uh, I didn't have a huge problem with them kicking off. Apparently that's been a controversy that I just can't really get into. So, I don't know. I, I thought it was I thought it was a great game though. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the the second half and the way that it ended made up for everything in the first half. The first th- the first half I just wasn't impressed with anything. It was just a sloppily played game. Although I mean both teams are really good and I agree with you. Like the, the game was ended up being great. I thought the quarterbacks played just fine. I had no issue there. I agree with you too. Um cuz so many people have been outraged at what took place in terms of the, you know, kicking the ball or taking the ball first and all. I I actually didn't have that much of an issue with it. I mean, it's just so funny about football, and it's one of the reasons I love it, that the tiniest things can completely shape narratives. They had fourth and one, and Patrick Mahomes runs it for 20 yards. If he gets stuffed, they ran it at Nick Bosa. If he gets stuffed by Nick Bosa there and and Bosa reads the play and takes it down the backfield – then we never talk about that again. I mean, the Chiefs had not scored. What did they score? One touchdown in the game before that, or something? I mean, it really like yep. they had. Not it was off. The, it was exactly off. It was off the muff punt. Yeah. Yep. Right. They had not exactly dominated offensively, so I could see where. All right, if we own the field goal, and look, Andy Reid has his problems sometimes in the red zone. We hold him to a field goal. We get the ball back with a chance to win the game. And you know, the analytics people of the National Football League worked very hard on this to try to come up with an overtime that was fair. And they did all sorts of numbers, and they tried to run a 10,000 you know, simulations with all sorts of different factors, and they came up with this. And I respect it because I think that this is the overtime we should always have and should have always had in the NFL, especially in the playoffs. And I thought it was about as fair of an opportunity for both teams as you got and if it works out slightly different, then we're not even talking about it. Kyle Shanahan's a Super Bowl champ, but that's you know that's the game is that Mahomes is this close to not having any Super Bowls, and instead he has three because that's just how it's worked out. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that the criticism though of Shanahan and his 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 players not necessarily knowing the uh, mechanics of how the overtime operated in terms of the decision on the front end? Do you think there's legitimate criticism there? Yeah, I don't know, because like they did exactly what he wanted. I mean, he told Fred Warner, if we win it, then we take the ball. Mm-hmm. So they got that part of it. And there was nothing about the way that they played that would have been any different had every single player understood the rules perfectly. Now, I do think that it was noticeable that Kansas City's players were all over what they wanted to do. And, you know, that it's just funny. Like, they thought they had the right thing. Kyle Shanahan had the right thing. Probably nobody did. It's probably if you played a thousand games just like this, it's fifty-fifty over the long long haul, and you know just this one didn't work out. But if if somebody had done something crazy or stupid because they didn't know the rules, mm-hmm. then yeah, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But otherwise, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things, a lot of things that players don't know because they're so focused on what their specific job is. And I think, I mean, game strategy is probably one of those things in general. Like, that's the coach, that's the analytics people, that's the the rest of the coaching staff. 
that they're going to make that decision. And I understood the logic of it. And the other thing that nobody seemed to have brought up is that the defense was just on the field forever on a long drive from Kansas City, and they had been worn down. And I thought that might have factored into the decision as well. Like, hey, our, our defense has been out there, and we're going to send them right back out after they've been on the field for a long time. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very similar to the Dan Campbell fourth down thing where Shanahan went for a fourth down, they got it, no one talked about it. If a decision doesn't go right, then everyone slams everybody involved. If it goes right, then we never talk about it again. So I just, I just have trouble. I, I thought that they had logic there, so I, I have trouble being overly critical of Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, we're talking to Matthew Collar, the Purple Insider, here on The Late Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. I want to read you a quote. Uh, this morning, I relieved Steve Wilkes of his duties. Uh, we're going to end up making a change here, defensive coordinator, a really tough decision because it really says nothing about Steve as a man or as a football coach. I mean, he's exactly what we wanted as a man. He is a great football coach. That's the words of Niners coach Cal Shanahan. It just, it just seems that Steve Wilkes is the, the fall guy here with, with, with coming out of the Super Bowl loss. What, what do you make of, of Wilkes getting fired? Do you think that that was the appropriate? Or do you, what do you make of that decision? So it's funny, right? Because last week when you and I talked, we both agreed that like something wasn't right there with Steve Wilkes and that defense. Because in the past, Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans seemed to just have that defense on point. And what happened against Detroit and what happened against Green Bay would not have happened with those guys in charge because they had largely the same amount of talent. And so I don't know what exactly wasn't right there but it was something. And you could tell when they played the Vikings, it was something. You could tell in the playoffs, something's not right, like whether the players don't understand what they're being taught or the play calls are off or, you know, maybe they're asking Steve Wilkes to play a system that other guys, you know, invented, which is really hard to do. Um, But I, I don't know. Something wasn't right. All year long, I was looking at San Francisco's defense and saying, this is not the impenetrable group that we've seen before. And for the first half, they were, and I thought, well, I guess I, I was completely wrong about this. And then in the second half, you know, there was adjustments made by Kansas City clearly with their offense that Steve Wilkes did not have a counterpunch for, and Mahomes just completely annihilated them in the second half. So I get it. I get it because I, this is one where if you weren't paying attention to San Francisco's defense throughout the season, yeah. you'd be like, what the hell? They were in the Super Bowl, and they played pretty well. But if you were watching it play out through the whole season, it was clear that Wilkes and Shanahan were not on the same page. And the smoking gun to me was when Wilkes came out before, like after they reached the Super Bowl and criticized his players for not trying hard enough. I was like, what is going on here? I've never seen that in my life. A team makes a Super Bowl and the coordinator comes out and criticizes his players' effort. It was very bizarre, I think, for the whole season, and I was not actually shocked to see that happen. You know, when you look at that game, there were um, missed opportunities across the board, and there was a lot that happened in that game. But I think that one of the biggest moments to me in that game was, was, and clearly we know that when the Chiefs get the football coming out in the second half, that they're, you know, I mean, they've always had this identity that they get the football coming out of halftime and they're going to go down and they're more likely than not going to get points, right? That did not happen. They had to punt the football. And the 49ers had great field position. 
they were not. No, no, no. They didn't punt. They didn't punt. They they threw an interception. That was when that was when Mahomes threw the interception coming out of the uh, the second half. For them to not get points out of that possession, I that really hurt. Oh yeah, there's no question about it. And and like I gotta say that I kind of thought that the Chiefs were surprisingly choking early on, and they were kind of freaking out. And I they were doing like their best Dallas Cowboys. And that was a moment in the game, but there were several times where the Chiefs gave back San Francisco the ball and they got a field goal instead of a touchdown. And you're like, that's not going to work here. <laughs> like you got, you got to take advantage of every single moment that, that you have a chance. I also thought that, you know, Dre Greenlaw getting hurt was another yeah. part of it. If we're talking about, if we're talking about, uh, you know, game changing plays that when, when he gets hurt, that's one of the best players in the league. And then his backup, I think the numbers were something like they threw his backup nine times and completed every single pass because, I mean, honestly, who has a backup that's going to be able to take that guy, uh, you know, to that guy's role? And, of course, Andy Reid is going to attack that backup player right away. Uh, There there was a lot of, you know, those moments where uh, both teams sort of had a chance to kind of break out and neither could, and that's what made it a great game. The other thing is, too, how many just awesome performances were in this game? Nick Bosa was unbelievable. I mean, just completely dominant uh, for the majority of the game. Trent McDuffie on the other side. Chris Jones, how close is Brock Purdy to ending that game two or three different times? But Chris Jones comes in. Um, it was one of those truly like Mahomes is going to get all of the attention for winning the Super Bowl. Harrison Bucker. Everybody. Harrison Bucker. Like, he was yeah. awesome. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he was unbelievable. All right, so so let me ask you a few other NFL-related um, items outside of the Super Bowl um, because we know who won the game, and we all we, we talked enough about that game. But uh, former Minnesota Vikings coach Mike Zimmer has a new job, defensive coordinator with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. How much better will the Cowboys be defensively, in your your opinion? Well, they were top five this last year, and, and I mean, so you know that just – really speaks to their talent and they're coming off having a really good defensive mind in Dan Quinn. But I think in the playoffs, what you saw was that Dan Quinn really liking to use undersized players came back to bite him when he faced a team that was really good at running the football. I promise you, Mike Zimmer's not going to let teams run the football like that. Like that's going to be, that's always one of the things with Zimmer. And what I know about Mike is he may be old, and he may be stodgy, and he may be a, a little different of personality than Dan Quinn, like majorly different. But uh, what I know is that he always is ahead of the game. Like he's always been a guy who's adjusted and adapted on defense. And so we can't conflate his attitude sometimes and his age with his advancements in the game, which he's always been that kind of guy. That's why Bill Parcells liked him from the start that's why he was so successful in Cincinnati and in part why he was so successful with the Vikings I think he's really good at shape-shifting how he understands defenses what offensive trends are and how to take them away and I think with that amount of talent that Dallas has which is just through the roof they're probably going to add some typical Zimmer players I think they're going to probably go out and get a real nose tackle to try to stop the run they could be the best defense in the league next year. I mean, I would not be shocked at all. And I think it's great for Mike. I mean, how it ended here was bad, and there's no question about that. But the accumulation of Zimmer's time here had a lot of success, and I think he's still a great defensive coach, uh, who I wouldn't be surprised if that makes a difference for them, you know, as a team that's underachieved. 
so many times. Or if they struggle out of the gate, they've got their interim head coach, I guess. <laughs> Let me ask you this about um, Geno Smith, who I'm a fan of. I like Geno Smith. Um, I know his story. It took him a while to get going in the National Football League, but it, he just seems like a class act as, as a guy. Uh, he's been through the, uh, the the battles and the and the wars and stuff like that, and he's on the other side of all of that stuff. And I think that he had a, a decent season with the Seattle Seahawks. I'm just a fan of his. So he has um, he is going to remain on this team through at least next week, where he's due to get what twelve point seven million dollar base salary guaranteed becomes fully fully guaranteed uh, on Friday. So now it looks like there's another $9.6 million roster bonus that's due on March the 18th and a $200,000 workout bonus. So in all, he is going to get $22.5 million, which actually is going to rank him 18th amongst quarterbacks, according to uh, SpotTrack. My question for you is this. It doesn't mean necessarily that he's 100% going to be back with the Seattle Seahawks. If I'm the Seattle Seahawks, I wouldn't move on from Geno Smith quite yet, but it sounds like there could be some thoughts about them going and getting a quarterback. If they if they were to move on from Geno Smith, is he the type of person that if you were the Vikings that you would think about bringing in here? Or is he somebody that if, if Seattle's looking to try to move him in the next month or so, that if they wanted a later-round pick, let's say like a, um, a, a third or fourth-round pick, would you even – look at yourself as trading for a guy like him. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, if the Vikings were moving on from Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith was available at that price, uh, it would probably be a yes for me, um, but it would have to go along with still drafting someone, which is, I think, what Seattle probably wants to do. But if you were to pair him with, say, like Bo Nix or something or J.J. McCarthy – then I'm into it. But if not, then it feels very Kirkian, right? It feels like, and I, I have great respect for Geno, just like you. I love the Geno Smith story. And he's got more arm talent than Kirk Cousins, but uh, much more you know ups and downs with him as well. Yep. I mean, it feels like you'd be having the 12th to 15th best quarterback in the league again for a short-term option yeah at a lesser price okay. at a much lesser a, price yeah, right right exactly and i i think that there could be some dimes dropped from that man down the field i mean he he really has a ludicrous arm so if you were if you were doing that like you could stay competitive while also trying to find your future quarterback as well i'd be into that idea i think there's a lot of sort of bridge quarterback ideas that i would accept tom pelicero brought up sam darnold i'm like okay well, as long as you're pairing it with drafting a quarterback for the future and this isn't your complete answer, Sam I Darnold? can get into it. But, <sighs> yeah. No, I'm into that. I'm into that. I mean, think about, like, how bad Sam Darnold had the situations when he started his career. Adam Gase, Matt Rule, it's been horrific. Yeah. Like, I, as, a, as just a bridge quarterback, if you draft somebody that needs development time, you could play a guy with big arm. Like, all right, let's go for it. But not – as, like, your franchise quarterback, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. Hey, Matthew, always a pleasure to have you on the show, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Henry. Sounds good. All right, take care. This is Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. Check out his fine work. Uh, I'm always happy to have Matthew Collar here on the radio on News Talk 830 WCCOs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 